0: Cool. fun times
1: and we're live all right uh, good evening good evening everybody it is officially 9.02 central time which is the best time zone to be in uh, nobody can convince me otherwise welcome to another episode of sawdust talk i am brayden with little bug woodworking um And we're excited to to talk to Dylan from Sandman Wood Design tonight. So, hey Dylan. Uh, Before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. Thank you to Surf Prep and George Supply Co. Uh, If you need to get stuff off of other stuff, sandpaper will do the job and Surf Prep will do it better than the other guys. So, check them out. And then if you need to get the stuff to stick back to the other stuff that you just took off of the stuff with the sandpaper... George Spico has some really good CA glue. So a little, little little, bit of this. Either way, end of the day, they're all good people. So check them out. Uh, like I said, Braden, little bug woodworking. I make this all up as I go, um, which is exactly how I would work. TJ, what's up, bud?
0: I'm TJ with TJT Workshop. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, most of the woodworking that I do spins around really fast on one of these things. Um but I do a little bit of metal work. That's a that's a lathe back there. Um yeah. Uh I do a little bit of metalwork, a little bit of 3D printing. Um, I don't know. I'm making a flat thing this week, which is kind of exciting. I've got a gotta make a serving tray uh mm-hmm. from a tree that I took down for a lady in town like eight months ago. The woods finally dry. So she gets a, a serving tray from a tree in her backyard. So that's a fun one. Are you spinning the
1: flat thing? I tried flat, really hard to convince spinning. her to
0: let me make her a platter. You know, something with like lips or like a dip spot in the middle. But she was like, no, these are pictures of what I want. And when somebody wants a thing, you just make that thing. and Down the road you go.
1: All right. Dylan. Hello. What's up, man? What's, uh? Who, who the heck are
2: you? Uh, I'm Dylan. Same man with design. Um, I... Kind of make all sorts of things, uh, mostly things oriented around the CNC. Um, and then uh, here recently we we moved and uh, started a new venture and opened up a store,
1: um, like a physical storefront. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I want to talk about that a lot, uh, okay. and I'm guessing that that is that's the sign behind you. Yes. So it's, what's the story
2: cuz I'm not I'm not fancy but you know.
1: Well, I have signs that do flip and I have signs that don't flip. So, end of the day, it doesn't matter cuz none of it makes sense. And that's the world we live in. Um so why don't why don't we kick this off? Let's start with the beginning. How did you get into into making, into woodworking? Um, I have always been really interested in where the name Sandman wood design came from. So why don't don't you take us back? Okay. And let's start from there.
2: Give a little bit of a rundown. So um, let's see. What year was that? We're in 23. So that had to have been 2020, I think. Uh, February. I think it was February, maybe earlier. It might have been tail end of 2019, early 2020. Um so I was in the Marine Corps at the time, and we had a, another Marine going away and kind of the tradition to um, kind of do plaques and going away gifts for people when they depart. And we started looking around town, and some of the, the professional called places um, wanted an astronomic amount for plaques and stuff. And so um, a buddy of mine was like, well, what can we do? Like, we're running out of time. We're running out of options. Like, what do we do? Um and I had, at the time, I had like a very small shop. Um, I mean, my shop now is small, but I was working out of the garage. And uh, a family friend of mine had made me one of the, uh, I don't know if you've seen like the wooden flags and stuff that people make. Um, he had made me one of those and it was sitting in the garage and I was looking at it. And I said, like, I that. So I talked to my buddy and him and I kind of made it together. We went to, went to home and bought some lumber, made the flag, and then that kind of, spiraled into a thing and it started with with making the flag and and then it spiraled into buying a table saw and all sorts of things and then uh, because of the military we moved every two to three years Um, but shortly shortly after I made that first plaque um, COVID hit uh, in March of 2020 and they like shut us down. Uh, We were pretty much working from home and I know that sounds weird to hear like about the military, but like that's what we were doing. Uh, We we had our government computers. We were just working at home and if we needed to go in, they would tell us. Um, So that happened in March, shut everything down, and then I ended up getting out in June. But what's crazy about it is we were shut down from March until pretty much right when I got out. So I didn't know my last day of work was my last day of work. Um, so I got out, kept making a little, few things here and there. Uh, and then October, we moved to North Carolina. And uh, December time frame, I ordered the my first uh, CNC, the Onefinity. Um, got that. Man, the wait time for that back then was like three, four months. So I got it in April. Um, and then uh, that started a whole new journey, um, learning that I could make custom things that, were, the sky was the limit, uh, so to speak. Um, and then just started making things. Things were, you know, business was kind of slow. It was still kind of a new business. I didn't really know how to like market things or make things and do this or do that. Um, and then after a few months, um, black started taking off. So, like military going away gifts. Um, that's, that's where I started marketing because I mean, we, we had just moved to a military town. Um, so, we started marketing that. Um started doing those and then oh so that was 2021 at this point, I think tail end of twenty twenty-one. And then fast forward to March of 2022, um I stumbled across a company called Phantom CNC, and they came out with a four x four industrial size CNC and even though I didn't technically need the bigger CNC machine at the time. Um, I was something bigger. Infinity at the time, they didn't have their four by four. And so I was working with 32 by 32. And most of my flags that I was making were about 32 inches wide. So I was pretty much maxed out on that thing. And I, I, I needed to grow. Um, so Phantom did their pre-order, ordered that. And then uh, that that came a lot long. It was a lot longer of a wait than my Onefinity. Uh, I pre-ordered that in March and got it in September. Um, And then we've just been cranking things out with that. And then March, uh, March we moved again uh, to upstate New York, and it is cold. Um, And that's kind of the journey to this point. Um, And then this town, it's not a military town at all. Um, it's very, uh, kind of, I don't know, kind of, it's got like a country vibe, which I don't associate with New York too much. Um, but it's, it's very, uh, there's not a lot here. We've got, we have one major chain restaurant and it's Applebee's. You want to go somewhere else, you got to drive like 35, 40 things.
1: Um, let's, let's be honest. What other restaurants do you need but Mm -hmm. Applebee's?
2: Uh, I don't know, like an actual steakhouse. <laughs> um, and then, uh, ah, we like a chili's, out. a real steakhouse. No, 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 no,
1: Maybe a sizzler if you want a little, little ethnic spice to it.
2: Uh, we've got a few like mom and pop restaurants that are actually pretty decent. It's just, it, it gets a little old when you're like, oh, where do we want to go to eat? And it's like Applebee's is the only restaurant. Um, then by the time you drive out 40 minutes to Rochester or somewhere else for, for another steakhouse or even for, I don't know, what's another restaurant, like a Chili's, you know, you're 40 minutes there, 40 minutes back, you know, you've wasted two hours of the day just driving. Um, and then, uh, so it's, it's not, it's not a big town, but it's not a small town either.
1: Um, it's an
2: Applebee sized town. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, this is where the, uh, the song, uh, Came out about Applebee's on a date night. That's because that was the only thing in town. <laughs> um, but uh, I was trying to figure out how to market myself here. Um, and it was really hard coming from a military town where 90% of its residents were military. Um, so I couldn't figure out what to do. Um, probably spent three or four months just no sales, nothing going on. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Um, then I had to kind of, like, take a step back. And I was like, you know, we just moved. This happened last time we moved. It to get in a groove of things. in um, August, um, started walking around uh, town, learning where places were, and I found a old mall. And uh, in the mall, um, I mean, it's, when I say old, like there's somewhat of nothing in here. Like the JC Penney's in here closed down. They went out of business. Uh, So there's a few like mom and pop stores in here that that aren't really doing a whole lot of anything. They've just been here for a long time Um, and didn't even know you could come in here. Like the place looked abandoned from the outside. Um, So I came in and uh, just walking around with a buddy and uh, saw a few spaces were for lease. And I was like, I don't know, like I've always wanted a storefront, but like I didn't I didn't know if I was ready, so to speak. Um, so I started looking around and I just, just out of the curiosity, I called one of the signs, called the realtor. Um, he didn't call back for like two days. I was like, oh, that's not a good sign. Um, well, it turns out the space that I called about had just rented out. Uh, it's actually my neighbor. Um, and, uh, so he's like, well, we got, the, there's a space next door to it. Um, if you want to come look at it, same square footage, it's a little bit of a better space um you know I come look at it I'm around tomorrow um so I came out looked at it walked in and as soon as I walked in I was like this is this is perfect for for a storefront displaying wooden products and stuff um so kind of figured out money to sign the lease and everything and and here we are I guess
1: here we are uh did you so- I can only assume like if, if I was looking for a mall space, like I would want to take over the food court. Did you get to take over the food court? No, like, all so, of it. It's just all you like this mall. Like when I tell you it's old, it's so old that there
2: isn't a food court. Yeah, what it's, it's really weird.
1: What's even the point of a mall without a food court.
2: So like, at some point I'll, I'll take you guys on a little bit of a journey. Cause, uh, I have after hours access nobody else is in here, but, um, I have a, never mind. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. After
0: hours <laughs> access in a mall in St. Louis well, is like a fun way to get stabbed by a hobo. Don't take me to getting stabbed by a hobo, please.
2: Well, I was going to say I had a back door, but then I thought I saw that going sideways real fast.
0: You're a deep thinker. Uh, bud. Okay, so you are displaying wood products in what in my mental canon was formerly a hot topic. Um... Smaller,
2: but kind of.
1: It's a, a very small hot topic. I don't know.
2: I don't know what used to be here back in the day. I'm actually kind of curious. Um, but I don't. Know. It's it's about 800 square feet, so it couldn't have been maybe a maybe a, a Foot Locker, maybe.
1: Oh, yeah. I know what it was. It was definitely one of those like far east like stores where you could get the the trinkets and the jade and the samurai swords well, well,
2: funny enough actually so i think two owners ago was like a like a, a stone store they sold like uh the crystals and and, and who knows what and then after that it was a yoga studio and then i don't know
1: so Mom this is like a this is like, yeah, this is like the, the store space, like storefront space for the, all of the elements. You've got, you've got earth, and your know, rocks. You've got, I guess yoga could be air. Your wood. Like we could, uh, we oh, could turn and- this thing into like a game of Catan. Oh. Yeah, like if you got
0: the laser going on premise, there's your fire. You're about to summon Cat- planet, bro. This is going to be
2: awesome. It's actually kind of funny because I did move the laser in here. Uh, cause at the time, uh, when I got the storefront, um, the, the garage shop at the house didn't have heat or anything. And when we first moved here, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know. Brayden saw, or, or you saw when I first moved here, but, uh, my laser tube did not survive the cold weather on the move here. Um, mm. so I had to buy a new, laser tube. um, and with me not having heat in the shop, I I rapidly made the decision to move it here where it's heated and cooled. And uh, that way, I can kind of provide on-the-spot engraving as well. Uh, so that kind of helped. What uh, else? Uh,
1: well, so we so, so you we set it up accomplice. so that we could. Can... Go
0: ahead. Uh, I said that you uh, you have an accomplice that's been helping you with the painting so and I, the outfitting.
2: I have two accomplices, actually. Um, yeah. So one of them is, uh, Andrew from Twenty Five Eleven woodworking. Um, he's got a space in here. So that's kind of how the store set up. It's a, it's a consignment store of sorts. And then I've got my custom cutting boards and, and whatever else not, which I need to build an inventory up. And I just kind of threw some stuff in here, but that's beside the point. Uh, and then the second accomplice is my uh, daughter that turns four in January. Uh, once COVID hit, um, and I got kicked out of my job, so to speak, uh, became the stay-at-home dad real fast. Um, so she's been with me day in and day out since since she was pretty much born. Um, and then with the cost of childcare and everything, that we just never saw putting her in childcare really necessary. Uh, especially because I worked from home and I was going to school at the time. And um, so when we when I opened the store, I was like, well, I guess she's coming to work with me. Uh, she missed the cutoff for New York State by 30 days to go to pre-K, um, so she gets to go next year.
1: Is it uh, a, right on? is it another October birthday?
2: No, it's uh, January 1st, and the cutoff uh, is December 1st. I
1: have uh, I have a child that also missed the cutoff for uh, for pre-K by like a month as well. the The extra year of of daycare. Is it's rough. It, I I wouldn't. I'd be lying if I didn't say I shed a tear when they told us. Yeah, you're just gonna have to keep her in daycare for another year.
2: Yeah, I know. There's some times where like I wish she was in daycare, uh, and it's not because she's a bad kid or anything. It's just because of the simple fact that like sometimes like you need some alone time. But not only that, like she needs physical learning and activities, and and she doesn't really because she was born a covid baby she doesn't get a whole lot of that um and then like well, i said the cost of
1: childcare just didn't make sense so can she run the cnc or is she more of a laser gal um what heavy machinery have you trained this kid on so
2: she's she's somewhat proficiently trained in turning the machine the cnc machine on Which button?
0: Oh, we had a
2: little bit of lag there. Yeah,
0: you so might she knows have how to turn to repeat it on. Her, her proficiency at turning on the CNC, and then, yeah, that's about it. Oh, okay, that's that's pretty much
2: the gist of what she knows. She knows like that the laser does things, but she doesn't quite know how to use it. But the laser is a, a little more sensitive, and if you if you knock it too hard. it it might move the laser out, whereas the CNC is going to knock her over. Um, So she, she tries to watch the laser run in here and it just trying to keep her away from it so that she doesn't mess an engraving up or something. It's, it's, it's a challenge.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's just like moths to the flame. You know, you turn on a shiny blue light and Ooh, ah,
2: I cranked the heat up before I got in here and now it's like really hot.
1: Uh, man, turning on the CNC. That's, that's exactly what I want or what everybody wants the toddlers to know how to do nothing else, just how to turn on the heavy machinery.
2: Uh, is it, well, it's funny cause I was actually talking to my wife about it. Uh, I think it was like two nights ago. Um, cause my wife started, when I opened the store, she started making soaps. Um, and so when she started doing that, and then now, like, with me doing the store and, and doing the woodworking and everything and going to college, like, I was like, when, when she grows up, that she's going to have plenty of options. You want to learn how to run a CNC? We got you. Want to learn how to run a laser? We could do that, too. Want to learn how to use Photoshop? We're, we're somewhat okay in that. But she's got options.
1: Okay, so, so we got just a, we so got a that I'm getting
0: all of the pieces of this puzzle put together right, your wife is making soap. You have after access hours, after hours access to a mall. Are you running an underground
1: fight club? This this sounds exactly like we're gonna find out. Like your realtor is an HGTV. Host and you guys have a three million dollar budget.
2: See, if that was the case, I think I'd have a lot bigger of a CNC machine. And then to the TJ, that uh, we're just going to say rule number one, and that's
0: that's the end of that. Understood. I'm just putting the pieces of the puzzle together. That's all. <laughs> no, I'm just
1: kidding. Did you guys ever notice that, like, every time they talked about the first rule of Fight Club? they were always like giggling. And the fact that fight club was growing meant that nobody listened to rule number one. Oh yeah. It's about- like, nobody's listening to rules around here.
0: Yeah. Bunch of bunch of renegade
1: existentialists beating the mess out of each other. Jeez. Um, okay. So we got a question in the, in the chat on IG that is, it's relevant to the conversation right now. So Rob and Strom designs want to know uh, how the store space is doing now. Like, are you getting traffic? What, what does that look like? What's your day look like there? So the traffic is slow,
2: but it has progressively picked up. Um, In the, in the beginning there was probably like, I think, I think I was open for like two weeks before I got my first sale. Um, and then last week, last week was, I think we hit a month of being open. And last week was probably the somewhat busiest week. Um, we had, we had a a few sales last week, more than, more than average, like well over average. And then this week was back to just slow. Um, it it's been hit and miss, um, really. And that's, that's the challenge. That I face almost every day is it's like I'm, as I'm sitting here with my daughter watching Netflix or doing whatever. It's you know, is this worth my time? And then every time that I ask that question, I'll I'll text uh, Andrew for 2511 because him and I essentially built this store together. Um, he's he's a really solid dude. Um, he's he's helped me with so much that it's it, it's it's not even funny. Um, he's been around for the the storefront build. He helped me build my fence helped me do the, the garage shop with the drywall and everything. And, like, before before I moved here, we hadn't even met in person. And uh, John and I from Character Red, we were doing the uh, Stop Soldier Suicide stuff. And uh, he had commented on one of the posts saying that uh, as a veteran, like, you know, that's a follow for me and and, and whatnot. So naturally I went and checked his profile out and make sure it wasn't a bot or whatever. And, and so I, I went to go follow him back, and I saw it was, his profile description it said batavia new york and i was like there's no way like what are the odds that i'm moving somewhere that there is another woodworker in the area um, so i messaged him and he was like you're moving here and i was like yeah he's like are you sure it's not batavia illinois and i was like i'm i'm pretty positive um <laughs> and then i uh, moved here and he just came over one day and started helping me do things and
0: yeah. Andrew participates in the uh, Royal Order of Woodturners yes. as well, and, and uh, yeah, no, I've gotten to know him pretty well through that. That so that's why I wanted to give you a little ribbing about your accomplice. So yeah, you chose wisely. He's he's, he's a solid. I
2: uh, I traded one okay guy for another okay guy because <laughs> for for those that. That are watching on Instagram, they, they know how how John and I are pretty much attached to the hip, and then he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. So I mean, he's, probably, he's, he's coaching probably,
1: high school football yeah. now.
2: Well, see, I mean he he moved back home after he retired, and this is the first time in, in several several years that he's been able to be because he was you know also in the military too. So like this is the first time that he's been able to be present in his family's lives and stuff for a good chunk of time. And he came back just at the right time of football season and his nephew's on the uh, either the JV team or the varsity team, one or the other. And uh, so he came back right at the right time for that. But that's why we've been a little absent from our lives and stuff. We were doing them every week, and now I, I don't think I've done a live in probably two, three months, maybe longer.
1: Well. All right. So you set up, you set up another camera, Let's go on a tour. I want to see the cool. shop space. Cool. Let's, uh, let's...
2: You're gonna have to like yell at me if I'm going too fast, because I can't see it All right. on my phone. Your
1: face is. Oh, can I? You. Is there a Hello? microphone on the other the other one?
2: Can you hear me? Hello.
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So I, I would just I like to point
2: out that this
0: makes Sawdust Talk look so fancy.
2: Can you see. We can right. see. There's a little bit of lag, so I just need to go slow. Right?
1: Oh wait, hold on. I think oh, we okay. can do...
2: do this. I'll just walk around my computer so I can see. So so we got this nice nice window in the front.
0: Oh lovely.
2: Then we got we got some products laid out on the table, which is kinda some people wow. This thing is backwards, and that's really tripping me out. <laughs>
0: uh, so got now, are stuff. those personalized skillets?
2: Um, no. So some of them are, uh, which I'll, I'll I'll pan to if it pans correctly. So some of these are personalized. Cool. So, like, um, so that one's got – see, it's backwards. Can I flip me? How do I flip? It, it looks
0: forwards to me. It says yeah, take forward. me camping. <laughs>
2: okay so on my screen it's backwards which is weird um but there's a few different like custom custom ones there's a 9 one up here where is it
1: um a bunch of different things so is customized skillets a thing uh
2: i apparently Dude, those are I awesome had no idea um but all sorts of different things. And I, I, I learned that you can actually laser engrave and, and CNC skillets. Because, like, some of these are, you can tell they're laser engraved. Where where it go? The camera's so backwards. Like, that's laser engraved.
1: I'm sorry, did you say CNC skillets also?
2: Um, yeah, so, like, some of, like, if you, where is this one? So, if you look at this one, like, that groove, you can't see it well on the camera here because it's backwards and it's really tripped me out. But that's like a almost like a V-groove in there.
0: And you just use um, a carbide cutter head and slow the speed down?
2: I would assume so. I mean, I did a little bit of research and found that you, you can mill them on a CNC machine. So I don't know exactly what it entails, but it's possible.
1: He just uses four regular upcut bits on every carve. It just snaps every time around.
0: Well, I mean, high-speed steel should cut Cast iron. I would think. I saw, I assuming it hasn't. Yeah.
2: Um, but if you if you stand at the, the front of the store, it's it, it looks kind of open in the center because I'm waiting. Um it, he's probably not in this live, but if he is, he knows he knows this is for him that I'm waiting on your table to go in the center here. Um but it's it's a pretty good size space. There's room for expansion if I want to add a few more over here on this wall
0: i like that okay. you guys got a little stash of slab wood over there on the wall too that's cool.
1: Yeah. That's what i was just going to ask about yeah, so, so you're selling we're selling
0: raw materials so let me back up so this thing single. Will...
2: so we got some some slabs we got some walnut um there's some ash beech, and then the maple one sold so i sold that one but this beach is really pretty
1: well, son of a beach. It'll...
2: It's weird because I'm moving my phone left, and it's like going right. It was like really. <laughs> um, but we got some slabs in here, some some custom signs and stuff, um, and then we got a bunch of bunch of Andrew stuff over here, wood turnings and fancy pens. Have you seen these pens, TJ? Yes, sir. Where'd
1: they go? Yeah. So for anybody that's listening that doesn't have the video, uh, later, he just showed wooden pens. Uh, Use your imagination, TV. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: I got my my wife's soaps over here, and then my section, which, like I said, I need to build a little bit more inventory. Um, and then I got some some candles from uh, All American Maker. These things are pretty sweet. Oh, and then, then the, the little wiener floating around over here. And for those of you that don't know, so that you're not confused by little wiener because it's a person um, <laughs> that, that's Scott from the Crafty Wiener. Um, so he just kind of hangs out, moves around all, over the shop. So
1: It's a name. That, it's not a thing. Don't demonetize us. We haven't started, but... Put the 3D
2: <laughs> So this, I don't know if you can see it because I, I got to back up pretty far. So this man, this is really weird. So this counter that you're looking at here, that was fun to get in here because it is literally a four foot by eight foot cabinet. And
0: I brought that. How did you fit a four foot cabinet through a three foot door? Uh, so
2: it's 34 and a half inches tall. So Ah. I flipped it on its side and rolled it in here. Very cool. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the, uh, can we turn this off? How do we turn this off? Can you still hear me? Uh, yeah, I can I hear, hear you. you. Okay, cool. Oh, and then, and then, uh, in here is the, the, the suite. Oh, the, ah, yes. The on suite Netflix room. room. Very nice. The,
1: the George Costanza nap suite. Oh, it's funny because I put that
2: in her, in there for and I got her this couch, You went, went on Amazon, found a couch, and it was perfect because the couch fits. It's like It's got like three inches on each side of it, and it folds out into like a little bed. And I bring my little, I had this little fold-up chair behind me over there somewhere. And literally, like within two days of being here, she wanted nothing to do with the couch, wanted my chair. So I either had to stand around or sit on her couch, and it looked really funny. I was gonna
0: say, you were in the military. You know, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean, right? Yeah,
2: that's very valid. (laughs) Um, And then uh, this morning, I decided to bring the uh, the office chair in here because it's got wheels and it reclines.
1: Ah. So the consignment stuff how how are you handling the consignment stuff? Like, how are you looking to grow that? So
2: one thing that that i've kind of done that's helped grow it a little bit um for for some um so every well i don't want to say everybody but for the most part most of the people on my consignment in here don't have websites um and when i already have a website so when i when i opened the store i made the decision to just put all of the consignment items on the website but I've got them like categorized so you can see by like category and stuff. Um, so they essentially get a free website. I mean, it's not really free, but kind of is. Um, so they essentially get a website included. And then literally if they got some, like if they don't have an Etsy channel or, or whatever, and they, they got somebody that wants to buy some, they can literally just go to my website and then I just grab it from the shelf and just print ship and send. And I've had a few of those where I've had to I've had to send for somebody or 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 grab it and and get it to them or somebody local came in and picked it up or or whatever. So that's that's kind of the gist of scaling a little bit on that. I'm trying to I want to expand that's that's like the ultimate goal, Um, but it's going to be a slow going kind of expand. Because um, I've got space for right now, I've got one more five foot open and a three foot. Um, but I'm trying to I'm trying to slowly expand it to a point to where we kind of bring in a little more, more traffic and business first before I bring in two other people. Um, but for the most part, everybody that's in here now is either a really close friend or really trust the process. I guess. Um, I mean. Andrew, I as soon as I started talking about the story, he's like I'm in, I want a space. I was like okay, um, and then my my grandfather's got a space, and so it's some of its some of its close friends, some of its family, and eventually I want to scale it and, and kind of make it bigger. Um, I have seen uh, quite a few other stores kind of like this um, in other locations, and they seem to do okay. I guess it's just all about marketing and getting the word out there Uh, because like I said you know this ball was somewhat abandoned so a lot of people still think that that you can't really come in here and and they didn't know it was open and I I had somebody just the other day that that came in here and they're like oh they cleaned up all the rain buckets and I was like what rain buckets because this was before like my time and I guess the the roof was just it was shot it was leaking everywhere and they came in and, and repaired all that so, like, the last time that person had been in the mall was, like, two, three years ago. And that's the image they had in their head was, oh, it's just rain bucket central. Um, so getting the word out there is it, it's starting to happen. and starting to pick up. We just got a, in our food court. Um, we have a, a business called uh, Everybody Eats. Um, they just moved in, and they started making, like, sandwiches and stuff. And uh, they've been they've been bringing some life to the mall and, and bringing people in here for food and whatnot. It's actually pretty good. Uh, and then city hall's directly attached to the building, so if I need to if I have any grievances with the city, I can just walk on over and and tell them what's up. Um, sometimes they're not too nice because uh, they limit the hours that we can work here, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, like, I mean, tomorrow obviously the mall's closed. Thanksgiving Um, and then like Sundays the mall's not open so it's yeah it's it's there's some weird days and it's it's a little little tricky getting getting uh, getting a store going when you've got somebody else telling you hey you can't stay open past five o'clock I mean I could stay open but then people I got to either go let somebody in the store which means that they have to know it's here and they're coming specifically for the store or I have to let them in the in the door across the way there, um, and that's
1: it's a... Okay. Shady back alley, uh, cutting board deals. Like, hey, just come around back. Mm-hmm. This this one fell off the back of a truck, you know, from a shipment.
0: Yeah, got but you, this, got one's a
1: good deal on this one is eco
2: boxy. You're you're, you're the looking for yeah. What's the
0: you're looking for the zebra wood? There you go. You want some of that deep pour? <laughs> okay.
1: We uh we got ourselves a 10 second cutting board here. We had to import parts from Japan overnight. Oh, <laughs> but no, it's... <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it's a, it's been a journey for sure.
1: Hey, every... So have you have you considered that just based on the fact that you've got one restaurant, one sandwich bar, you could probably, like, quadruple your foot traffic if you could, like, just haul in a Blackstone grill and do in-store hibachi as well?
2: You know, they don't like be competing with the guys down the street or down the hallway, and they're not bad guys. They hook me up sometimes, so...
1: Well, I mean, you hook them up. You, you flip I a did. couple shrimp the, down uh, the hall.
2: <laughs> it was actually funny because the, uh, the other day I was sitting in here with nothing to do, and I, uh, I have those um, the metal engraving plates, um, and I have a cutter here so I could just cut them up, and I had some, some scraps sitting around, so I cut up like a little five-by-seven piece, threw their logo on it with a QR code to their website and their phone number, and I walked it over there. I was like, hey, you guys want this? And they're like, wait, what? They like saw it, and they're like, that's cool as hell. Um, so they stuck it to the the window of the door, so that when they're when they're closed, people can scan the little code or call the or text the number for an order or whatever. Nice. Uh, so they thought that was pretty neat. Um, and then I'm uh, just trying to figure out marketing. Really, um, I just uh, placed the order with my supplier for some uh, the leatherette like ornaments, um, and I'm gonna. I mean, at the cost of those, marketing's cheap so to speak. Um, so I could take some of those, laser engrave some local businesses on them, put my logo or QR code on the back or business address, whatever, and just take them around to a few of the businesses and, that have trees and stuff and let them just hang them. And then I like eventually they'll, they'll be like, oh, we, need a, we need coasters or we need this
0: or so. Just trying are, to introduce myself, so to speak. Are you choosing to rely for the most part on networking and you know feet on the street for your marketing or have you been purchasing targeted facebook stuff for
1: wacky wavy? i, mean, and I, I know the bustling
0: metropolis of batavia is you know a, a narrow circle but yeah it is a capacity circle, for commission work
2: it is a narrower circle and the hard the the part of the challenge here is most of the people that i've I've seen out and about or walking around you've got you've got two crowds it's either the old enough to be my grandparents crowd or the i'm still in high school about to go to college crowd, or the third crowd that's hey i work on the farm and that, that's that's all i got um and there's nothing wrong with that um so it's it's trying to figure out which crowds to market to because i know that the the teenagers aren't the ones really buying anything here and the college students are broke as it is. I mean, that's, that's everywhere. Um, and then, so they're not really my, my crowd of marketing. So it's either the farmers or the older generations. And, uh, so I think Instagram and Facebook are kind of on the backish burner, so to speak, uh, for around here. Um, so I did, uh, Google had like some, bonus, of, like spend 500 hours in ads and, and get $500 or something like that. It was, it was some silly number. Um, so I just did that for now and just run it with that. Um, and then every time I go somewhere, I'm, if I see somebody looking at something or talking about something, I'm like, Hey, we got a store. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of trying all over the place and, and jumping around and, uh, um, I still have some customers that hit me up from, from previous that, that see some of the stuff and, and buy some soaps or, or something new, just cause it's something new to the website. It's something new that, you know, we haven't had and and they see it and they're like, Oh, I've been looking for something like that. Um, so that's kind of the neat part about running a time store stores. I'm essentially a one-stop shop, so to speak. But um, so every time somebody comes in here, they're like, what do you have? And I'm like, well, what are you looking for? I mean, we pretty much got just about, I don't want to say just about everything, but we got everything from cookware to signs, to soaps, to candles, like cutting boards. You can't. There's only no, so much no, more than we
0: can.
1: no hibachi, though. So no. not a true one stop shop.
0: But look, all I'm saying is he's going to get the flat top out once somebody gets their table in the middle of the space. Andrew. No, it's not Andrew. Oh. Who's going to make a table?
2: He, that would be a really big, he'd need a really big lathe for that table.
0: Well, again, you okay. know, you got to be careful what you ask for.
2: This is, this is fair. Uh, let's see. Let's see if he's in the live.
1: If you wanted to lathe, like lathe create a table, would you try and go width to get it like round? Or would you try and go length and you just have a weird tubular table that doesn't actually work? You'd make a big round one. And I think I could swing most
0: of a five foot table in my shop. On a lathe? Yeah. Okay, now just for
1: yeah, by lathe, do you mean you have a ceiling fan that you've like taken the fans off of and you just like hang the wood from and just like bash it with
0: with lathe tools?
1: All right. So this guy back here, normally the wood connects to this little
0: silvery bit right here okay. and it has to swing between the table and that silvery bit right okay i built this custom jobby here that doesn't have one of those silvery bits so i've got like in theory Ooh. i don't know like 30 okay hear me out. seven Bray- inches of swing braden's so, all up
2: in here mount that sucker to the ceiling
1: uh-huh and
2: then just
1: yeah, just, just run around just knocking into it with sharp things. I mean I don't know how tall you're that's all that hard wood hard. turning is is knocking into wood with sharp things
0: into your hand. Anybody who tries to tell you otherwise is lying.
1: Yeah, but then now you could do it with your arms above your head. Everybody knows arms above your head is the safest position to be working with heavy machinery.
0: Yeah, that's what we learned in baseball, right? Feet shoulder width apart, arms above your head, right? That's that's what our coaches taught us.
2: I was uh I did a lot of overhead arm things the other night and uh my body was a little sore. No. So, okay. I see the looks. I see the looks. Um, so when we phrasing when we the house, the garage is, is detached and it's, it's a three car garage, but my wife love her to death. And if she's watching this, love you. Um, but we, the, the three car garage, she somehow talked the woodworker that always needs extra space and they giving her the one car door. So I built a partition wall separating the two sides. Okay. Um, but she has, she has a Mustang and the doors, I don't know if you've ever been into a Mustang, but the doors are really, they open really wide. And so now's the first time she's been parking in the garage. Um, but that's why I was using my arms because I had to put drywall on the ceiling cause I'm about to insulate the ceiling uh, probably this weekend. Uh, cause I got my, I got my mini split in and uh, the heat is just rapidly escaping into the ceiling because it's so cold outside um, and then it's disappearing. So it's not really warming the shop, and it works. I, I I checked the the heat though, well the temperature coming out of the the mini split, and it was it was blowing like 104 on its highest setting. So I know it works. Um, it's just the fact that I've got probably 20 by 30 overhead space that's not insulated, and all the all the heat's just going up there, and it's got two gable fans or vents or whatever you want to call them, and so all the heat is going up and then just out.
0: Running away um, through a whirly bird on top of your shop?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I put drywall on her side um, and then added some more storage to the attic space in there. Um, but then I gotta I gotta do drywall. and she didn't have a garage door opener, so I had to put that up by myself and Andrew was too busy to come help me. Um,
1: Andrew so, selfish.
2: Well, okay, so shame. here's why here's why working with Andrew is is perfect. Um, So I know I'm sitting in a chair and if you've met me in person, you know, I'm six foot three. And so sometimes when you work with other people, if they're shorter than you are, or even if they're taller, if you are shorter, it gets a little awkward trying to lift things up into place when somebody's a foot shorter than you. Um, So Andrew just so happens to be six, two, six, three. He's, He's about my height. So it works out that literally we move at the same time. And it's not. I'm up here, and then he's down here. Um, so it, it, it just works.
0: Um, I really. have been cultivating a posse of tall people to to be my friend crowd, and they all know that I'm collecting tall people to get things off of the high shelves for me. That's that. You're the exact reason why it's
2: not fun to be tall.
1: It's I can't being tell you
2: to, times. I've been walking around the the grocery store or somewhere. And somebody like catches me and like, hey, can you grab me that can of of hot sauce off the top shelf? I can't
1: reach it. Yeah, but you can. Yeah. But you being can. Tall. Being you're tall is bench, like,
0: and you're a helpy helperton.
1: Yeah, being tall is like the like the physical equivalent of owning a truck. It's super handy, but everybody wants to take advantage of it, and it's super annoying because of that.
2: Yeah, and it it has some disadvantages too.
0: You're not so good at hide and seek. That is, that is a valid point. Flying um, on airplanes, not your forte.
2: Flying on airplanes sucks. Um, however, if you are tall and you're flying on airplanes, the best seat is the exit seat that doesn't have a seat in front of it because then you've got like six feet of leg room. It's great.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, but, that's that's true whether you're tall or not. That's that's that, just well, the yeah, best seat in the plane.
2: That's that's fair. Um, but I found that to be the best seat for for tall people, so to speak. Um, but no, when I, when I got my, I have a six by 12 enclosed trailer and when I went and looked at that thing, uh, the guy was like, he looked at me, he's like, uh, you want to look at this one? I was like, what, is, what does that mean? Um, and he was like, he was like most trailers come standard at like six foot height. And he's like, you don't want that. And I was like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to have to duck. Um, and they, he was like, this one has a seven foot high clearance. So literally the inside is seven foot high, so I don't have to worry about hitting my head on anything, and it, it's perfect.
0: And what do you keep hidden in your seven foot tall trailer? Uh, at the moment,
2: uh, because uh, the, the Mustang took over the garage space, um, at the moment the the lawnmower and, and ATV are in there.
1: That, that's where his ceiling mounted lathe lives. It's in a trailer. It's just a trailer of death.
2: I actually wanted to outfit the trailer at one point to be like a mobile like workshop. Uh, before I got rid of the Onefinity, I was going to take it to like craft fairs and stuff, and just basically provide it with like a generator and, and power and just run the Onefinity out of the the trailer. Um, but that was that was
0: very short lived. Does the Onefinity so run on one twenty or two forty power?
1: It runs on an electric plug. It's one ten. Okay. Yeah um i've kicked around that idea like the idea of making stuff at craft fairs and could you imagine being at a craft fair and you get a bit that is just anything but as sharp as possible and the your cnc is just like screeching in the middle of like some high school gym or something like that
2: i could i could see that um it's something that like I don't want to say it's newer, but I've seen a lot of people getting is either the, the X tool, the little like portable one that like sits like on the desktop, but it's like, it's like yay big. It's not, it's not too big. The laser? Um, yeah. Or the, uh, there's another company. Uh, laser Laserpecker. Camp. Yeah. that one. I saw that one at Brunt um, at a work, uh, what was that? Maker Camp?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, I, I actually own a laser pecker. It is a, a fun little tool with a tragic name.
1: It's a fun name. It's fun. It, it's a weird
0: name. <laughs> well, trust me, when, me before like it had become sort of ubiquitous amongst the, the maker folk, right? And you start bragging to people about having a laser pecker. They're like, you
1: have a what, sir? <laughs> you heard me. Yeah. I got my laser pecker and I got sharks with friggin' laser beams attached to their heads. I would, imagine, I would imagine
2: the laser pecker comes pretty pretty useful on uh like bowls and stuff. Oh
0: yeah. Well, because the different thickness of bowls and depths right. and stuff, like being able to set it up on a tripod or on a gimbal and zap a four by four onto the bottom of a bowl has been really, really good to my business. People love doing great big salad bowls as like wedding gifts has been huge. And so just doing like a a quick embroidery style set of initials on the bottom and then like a date. I'd probably do one of those a month at least. That's cool. Yeah. And I'm not a full timer. It's just people ask for them.
1: Part-time laser.
2: Yeah, I don't know what I do anymore.
1: You run a soap Did shop it. that has wood products. Well,
2: so the one downside to, to opening the store that I've that I found is all I've got here is the laser. So at the house, when before the store, uh, when I, I my daughter went to quiet, we called it nap time in the in the beginning, but now it's quiet time. And uh, the uh, quickly transition to uh quiet time because she doesn't want to take naps anymore um so i had probably three hours in the in the mid-afternoon from like 12 to 3 to go work in the shop and then i had when she went down to bed at like 7 seven thirty. 30 um, i would go back out to the shop and work for three four hours and now opening the storefront i lost that three hours in the middle of the day so here and there when, I, when I've got some commission orders over the last month of, of having the store. Uh, it's It's been, it's really caught up to me, the fact that I lost that three hours. It, it doesn't sound like a whole lot of time, but that's what three hours at, at six days a week, seven days a week. You know, you're talking 30, 33 hours, depending on the day, um, that's, so I lost all that.
0: losing a part-time employee, man.
2: Yeah. It, it, so it it has its ups and downs. Um, but I mean, at the same time, if I, it kind of sucks for the people on consignment, but if I need to shut the shop down for, for an hour or two and go work on something, I can
0: Very
2: cool. Um, and then, so we got some questions. Um, so...
1: yeah, so I've, I've been collecting the, the Instagram comment questions. Um, also if you're listening, Now's the time. If you've got any, any other questions for, for Dylan, throw them in the chat, and we're going to start answering. So, yeah, so your first one came from Nine Strong Creations. What's your number one must-have piece of equipment for the shop?
2: It's either one of two things, because I can't live without either one of them. It's either the CNC machine, because you can do just about anything on it, or dust collection. Without dust collection, the shop is a mess. And I feel sorry for you, TJ. Yeah, because I've seen I've seen Andrew's floor yeah, quite yeah. quite a few. And it's everywhere.
1: Freaking lathe guys, lathe weirdo. I, I tried
2: telling him that, like, couldn't you build a box and and like let the the sawdust fall into a thing and then have a dust collector like pull it up? And he's like, Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like when you're sanding, you can you can collect sanding dust because it's light and it won't completely clog your impeller. But yeah, I have to I have to clean my shop with a scoop shovel like like for a horse stable.
1: It's it's pretty fun. Hear me out. A positive pressure box built around your lathe that you just stand in and just everything is just being sucked into the ceiling at all times. So, I mean, there be, would have
2: to be a lot of force.
1: I'm thinking three like we're talk- dust gorillas.
2: We're talking probably like Jonathan Catsmosis, like his old uh, dust collector that he had when he first moved into that big space. Like, you'd have to have one of those hooked up to the box.
1: <laughs> I'm not seeing a problem. It seems super practical, very efficient.
2: Next thing you know, TJ gets sucked into the dust collector. Yeah,
1: or TJ
0: starts hanging a cigar out of his mouth while he's turning because all fumes Ooh. are now evacuated.
1: Okay, here's Okay, so we we, might, we get your lathe and we move it into one of those like indoor skydiving buildings. That's just, enough CFM. Just yeeting sawdust out the top at all times. Okay, so basically
0: I'm going to be standing on an air hockey table. Yes.
1: Driven by skydiving fans for indoor? I think so. I think that's the only logical next step in the lathe technology. You buy the
0: Powerball ticket, bud, and we'll split it 50-50. But hear
2: me out. We just reverse the dust collector to go the other way so that it blows. Like a really powerful dust collector. So it just blows the sawdust up, and then you have another dust collector on top of it that just sucks it all in. So it goes into a chute, and then just...
1: And you're constantly having to worry about all of you and the machinery just, like, hovering just a little bit. Just kind (laughs) of... Nah, I wear magnet shoes like in that Zelda game where you have the steel boots. It's fine. (laughs) That'd be fine. I feel like we've solved the problem. I think we got it figured out yeah
0: just we'll put some ski bindings and epoxy them to the floor. I got this great big jug of of uh, liquid epoxy um over here and
1: just epoxy myself to the floor. Uh, I don't like this All right uh, are you and John gonna be at workbench con this year? I don't like the answer to that. I don't like I don't like the
2: question the whole
1: I don't I don't like the the road that it's headed down. So Oh, that's right. Know. You got banned last year because of the incident, didn't you?
2: I'm surprised we didn't get banned. <laughs> uh, um, so I don't I don't want to speak for John 100%, but I don't think he'll be there. Uh, it's kind of up in the air. Uh, and then as as for me, I don't I don't necessarily know that I'll be there either. Um, so last year, I went with Phantom. Uh, the guys that were at Phantom brought me along. And, because uh, I'm all, I'm I'm multiple things, apparently. Um, so I have my, so I got the 4x4 machine from them. I was literally the first machine to roll out of the warehouse. So I am the, like, four by four gurus so to speak um, so I, I get a lot of questions about four by fours and how to do this or how to do that with them um, but I'm also technically one of their content creators uh, so they brought me along uh, to work BenchCon and then uh, that was the only reason I went last year um, they asked and it happened to be that um, I don't remember I don't remember if my wife was back from her training or not I don't remember Um, but that that somewhat helped it it was really bad timing for workbench con but I somehow made it happen Um, because I went to workbench con came back and then two weeks later we moved Um, and workbench con was seven hours from me um, and I'm originally from the Atlanta area um, so I've done that drive a few times when we were in North Carolina and now that we're in upstate New York, it's, we're talking 11, 12 hours. And, uh, I don't know if it's worth the cost to, well, see, I would fly, but the, you know, then that, that adds to the cost. And like, if I drive, it's cheaper, but if, if I fly, then I got that expense and I got hotels and then the, the cost of workbench is, has gone up significantly. So
1: all right, I don't know. Phantom. I'm putting you guys on on blast. Let's uh, let's get your boy there. Let's get it done. Um,
2: well, see the other the other side of that equation, and this is what's crazy. So my wife, uh, she's still active duty in the Marine Corps, and she does uh, recruiting uh, for the Marine Corps, which is why we're in a small town in the middle of nowhere, um, and not near a military base. Um, but she works probably. hours a week uh, if not more Monday through Saturday unless there's a holiday Um, so with the little one and WorkbenchCon not allowing little ones um, actually I don't think I'd feel comfortable taking the little one to WorkbenchCon Um, but with all that combined it it becomes a really big logistical nightmare to go
0: to WorkbenchCon
1: technically it's not a little kid technically it is a short cnc operator
0: no you guys aren't two different people you're one extremely (laughs) tall person in a trench coat and backpack (laughs) Uh
1: yeah you just need a phantom branded backpack and then you're good
0: yeah just give it the yoda
1: treatment man like it's your seeing eye kid it's just so
2: that and that was part of the reason i did that last year was I knew with the move and the new job and everything that things were going to be really hectic. And so I kind of took advantage of it. Um, and I I went to IWF. I went to Maker Camp. I went to... And Maker Camp was a funny story last year. Uh, decided Thursday at, like, 8 o'clock that I was going to Maker Camp, and it was a 12-hour drive. So I left at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning to get there by Friday night. Um, and then... Uh, the new workbench con and then i didn't plan to go to maker camp this year <laughs> and then three days beforehand my wife was like hey i've got four days off go to maker camp and i was like cool gone don't say anymore um which that was almost bad timing because that was maker camp was two weeks or it was either a week or two before i opened the store so i had the store going on and then maker camp um but i made it work um,
1: at least the kind of drive safe. was shorter yes
2: it was, I think it was about four and a half hours, um, so it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Um, it's a lot a lot easier to do that one because it's closer. Um, and then I don't know. All that to say that workbench will probably not happen this year.
1: So if you're listening, uh, make sure to look for a tall person in a trench coat wearing Phantom branded uh, stuff, and uh, you know. Don't say, or, n- don't say nothing.
2: Or second option on my website, all the way down at the bottom, it says for stop soldier suicide. But if you want to sponsor my ship, my trip to go to WorkbenchCon, you can just leave donations and we'll, we'll put that in the pool. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm sure that if I, if I really could figure some things out, I, I could, I could make it work. It just might be tight.
1: All right, sounds like a firm commit there. So, uh, number one rule in sales: once you get the answer you want, stop asking questions. So, <laughs> uh, I'm starting to learn that one all too well here. All right, well we are we're coming up on our hour, and I know it's late for you because uh, we just love abusing everybody on the East Coast uh, time zones. So, um, we'll go ahead and start wrapping it up. Uh, special thanks. To our sponsors, uh surf prep. I almost said uh I don't know who I just said. Surf prep. If uh you're looking for a sander this Black Friday, they're gonna do 15% off all of their stuff except for the POV 8, uh, which is a distinction that is important to know. But everything else, 15% off. Uh, we're gonna throw a link in our bio so that you can check that out. But end of the day, surf prep's awesome. We love them, they're fantastic. George the Co., also fantastic. We couldn't do uh, what we do without without Scott over there. Just just egging us on with his nonsense. He just... Settle down, man. He's the best um, of the cheerleaders, though. He really is. Yeah. And he tells funny jokes. Every single week, he tells a funny joke when he talks about the, the guest and the episode. And I'm like, man, I really should get him just doing our marketing. So... Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Sir Prep. Um, this is the last like week for the Maker Project for Makers for St. Jude. We did crack $10,000. Mike hit his $10,000 goal for the year. So now we're going to make it $20,000, and we've gotten until the end of the year to hit $20,000. So go get involved. It's all going to St. Jude's, uh, which if you can't support uh, fighting children's cancer, then this is not the right place for you. So get um, that's about it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Next week, uh, we're going to have a great guest. And now I'm rambling. So, TJ, I'm going to yeet it on over to you.
0: Very good. All right, uh, Dylan. Normally, at the end of every episode, I like to ask our guest to give us a, a quote or a thought or an idea that's going to motivate us to kick open our shop doors, get in there, pick up a tool, make a mess, get awesome, um, or maybe just a piece of advice that you wish that somebody had told you sooner. What would that be for you?
2: Um, You know, as as funny as it is, I I see this every week. And when I knew I was coming on here, I was like, oh, I'm going to prepare something and I completely (laughs) forgot to. Um, Anyway, (laughs) um, no. so the big thing that I've been struggling with lately that like, I kind of wish somebody told me, um, so I've been kind of like in a rut where like, I'll go through a few days here at the, at the storefront and I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not, I'm not progressing. I'm not moving forward. I'm not, I'm not seeing any growth, um, so to speak. And it, it wasn't until somebody told me to, to take a look back three years ago. And when I took a look back three years ago, I didn't have, I didn't have a dedicated shop. I didn't even have my first CNC machine. And I didn't have a storefront, that's for sure. Um, so when you when you, when you're stuck in a rut and you're you're thinking that you haven't gone anywhere, take a look back three years ago, and I promise you that the person you were three years ago, and the and the business that you had three years ago, will be completely different when you look back into the past. And while three years seems like a large chunk of time, it's really
0: not. Um, but that's all I got. Yeah, I like that. Take, take a quick lap backwards through your history, even on the Instagram, and look at what you made three years ago versus where you are now.
2: You, you'll see some some pretty wild growth, even, even if you think you haven't progressed.
0: So. Absolutely. Well, all right. All right, boys and girls. Well, we will see you
1: next week, right? Next week. Same bat time. Same bat Same bat channel. That's right. We probably have a guest. I think we do. I'm 100% sure that we probably do. So anyway, all right, guys. See ya. Later.